This is what we're up against. This is how everyone sees him. As some kind of philanthropist out to save the kids of the valley. Terry Silver. Why are you guys named Michael? It's Michaela. Whatever. I washed my hands of Cobra Kai when we lost the tournament. I'm not a sensei anymore. As of today, I am shutting down Miyagi-Do Karate. This can't be your plan. With Johnny gone, it's on me to fix this. One star, because the car smelled like beer. It's because there is beer, asshole. Welcome to Cobra Kai Kickback. No mercy at Cobra Kai Kickback. Wow, it's been way too long. Uh, <laughs> but here we are back with season five. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I represent Cobra Kai because some of my opinions on season five may be considered evil. Ooh, my name's Jacob Burrows, and I represent Miyagi-Do, because when I'm in a sensory deprivation tank, I may as well be on ketamine, because I fight past versions of myself, like you do. Mm. Uh, Same when I'm in therapy, funny enough. But yeah, as you said, it's season five of Cobra Kai. Can you believe it, Jim? It's not been four years between uh, seasons. Crazy. I can't believe it, but maybe there should have been. Okay, so we're starting out on a harsh kind of note there from Jim. Um, I couldn't help so it. I'm just we're talking. <laughs> yeah, so this time we're, we're going to have a chat about the whole of season five, I think. Just kind of get some of our initial thoughts out there, see, see where we're going with it, uh, how do we feel about it, what's the vibe, and yeah, like it's released in the same year as another season of Cobra Kai, which I had to call out that it's, it's just strange after yeah. such a long time. Um, it's definitely from my perspective, I haven't read many reviews. Most reviews I've read have been very positive, but I feel like it's a very mixed bag from, uh, my point of view. We're going to do a spoiler free section up top, by the way. So we'll tell you before we get into real gritty details. But if you're checking in to find out, is it worth seeing, uh, season five? My initial thought is it's a mixed bag. It's got cool moments, got some kind of dumb moments. The through line doesn't feel as solid as some previous seasons, um i kind of forgot about some of the storylines between episodes a little bit uh to be honest but yeah uh overall it's got some good stuff it's got some bad stuff and we're to break it all down for you yeah yeah no i agree with that there's definitely some uh really good i mean it's cobra kai so i would never not i would never say like don't watch it um because it's still you know it's got a baseline of you know good stuff good characters uh and the miyagi verse you know there's a lot of good stuff um but yeah overall my thoughts are that like the way i could sum it up honestly is cobra kai finally got their karate kid part three uh (laughs) and i mean you could take that however you want and maybe that's even the point it could be that i'm missing the point but I feel like they've they've got their Karate Kid Part Three, and and obviously like in time, we've grown to love Karate Kid Part Three, or at least I have. I'm not sure about Jacob, and I mean mm. it is Terry Silver as the big bad, so maybe it should be doing this. Uh, there's just a lot of little things uh, that we saw hints of last season that they kind of like that that I took as mistakes that followed through into this season like characters there's too many characters on the show i'm sorry i love them all um but even kenny yeah no i mean we'll get there uh but 
so then other characters we know and love really get kind of the short end of the stick still. I mean, maybe some sort of bird type character that really gets misused and uh, kind of tossed to the side for the likes of like, I don't know, that new girl character who is fine. Uh, but I don't know. It's just there could be some sort of hawk person that's <laughs> really like after mm. last season, I was like, oh, man, Hawk really kind of got shafted. But maybe they're just setting up. We're going to get some time with him next season. And I feel like it was uh, even worse. Um, and that's just like one small thing. There's a few other things, even like, you know, Johnny, a lot of other characters like I don't know. We'll get there. I just uh, I have very conflicted <laughs> feelings and maybe a disclaimer. I should have set up front. Maybe my issue is that, I mean, uh, unbeknownst to me, I had a trip planned uh, on. I was on vacation, and it just happened to coincide with the premiere of the new season of Cobra Kai. But I was still able to fit it in. We had time, so I was still watching it on my vacation. But maybe that messed up my chi and my psyche. It should have added to your vibes. Yeah. You should have You're been there big. popping. I don't know. P- pina coladas on the beach watching cobra kai on your ipad you know it should have been added if anything and i feel bad because i know no one wants to hear someone complain about a show that they love and i mean i feel like i've proven that i love this show uh we've discussed four seasons every episode gone back to the movies i'm constantly praising this show so i mean it just for whatever reason there are a lot of things this season that didn't work for me a lot of things that did work but overall uh, I, I mean, I put it at the bottom. I put it at the bottom of all the seasons, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I could be wrong, but I think what people appreciate about our podcast that might stand in contrast to a lot of, uh, you know, whatever TV show we talk about, we'll tell you our true opinions. Like we've talked about, like we love the Sopranos. We've talked about like this episode is the worst episode of Sopranos. This is really mm-hmm. not good. Like, and we're not afraid to say it. So, I, uh, I I think I might have a slightly more positive uh, view of it than you, but I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, and I don't know. Uh, honestly, I right before we recorded, right, I watched it. in. I, I, I didn't binge it all in one go. I watched episodes kind of here and there throughout this past week. And then I went back and skimmed through some episodes right before this and jotted down some notes. And when I was doing that and kind of reminding myself of the plot, the thing happens that usually happens when we... Uh, when we discussed them episode to episode on this podcast, which is I started feeling more positively about it because I was like, you know what? These episodes, and it's a large chunk of episodes, I was like, these are really good. And then there's some episodes where you just kind of feel probably the focus is off. It's not necessarily that what's happening is completely off, but it's like you said, that we're missing bits that would really make stuff punch to the gut, if that makes sense. Like, it, maybe the the addition of new characters and the complication of plots and everything like you need to make it more complex like we've moved on from the earlier uh simpler plots of the earlier seasons but those really worked really well too right so yeah. i i don't really know i'm i'm, I'm kind of conflicted on it as well and maybe we will uh, have a very short spoiler-free section up top where it's it's divisive. For us, the season has been a bit divisive. But when I was going through it and I was like, hey, all of these episodes are actually really good and deliver exactly what I want from Cobra Kai. So I'm trying to focus in on, on the positives, but we're also going to talk about the negatives. I actually do look for... I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch anything, and I kind of do look forward to that because I do feel, just like you said, I feel like 
maybe now that where I have a better understanding of where things are headed, uh, that uh, I'm sure I'm going to like it more. I'm almost positive. So I do kind of wish I got to do that before we recorded this, but I did not. So I'm still coming in with my fucking stinky ass opinion, <laughs> smelling up the room with my bullshit. Because people do get upset when you get a little uh, crit- uh, critical. I mean, I hope there is some people. I hope it's just people get where I'm coming from. I'm just because I feel like there. I've I've been skimming through a lot of uh, uh, feedback, and I mean, most of it is definitely positive. So I know I'm kind of an outlier. But then I've been seeing some people, even people that are positive. At least some of the criticisms I have, they've had the same thing. So if, for whatever reason, they've still noticed it. It just it maybe didn't hit them as hard as it hit me. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do want to kind of go back episode by episode a bit more and then see how I come through on the other side of that. Yeah, and I was almost surprised when I was searching for reviews and they were all seemingly mostly positive. Uh, I guess kind of like you said, I'm sure they they go into stuff, but overall people are positive and on board. And I'm not saying that I don't think like that I should think they should have been completely like fucking raked over the coals. But I'm like, I saw a lot of potential flaws here that could get worse. You know, this is uh, I, I saw... The, the most indicative of this that I saw was that I saw uh, a bunch of articles that were like, season six should be the last season, which, you know, is good. And like, it's it, when, when someone says like, we want to finish this because it's still good or whatever, but it also feels mm-hmm. like there's an undertone of what are they doing this season? If it's like, we needed to wrap up next season. There are a few ones that were like that. Um, so, yeah, well, honestly, I mean, we kind of said that before going into this, just because it does, it's like, you know, it does start to feel like how long can they go? And yeah, I don't, I, I want, I want to get to a point where yeah, they, they kind of end on top. And I mean, we'll get more into this into spoilers, but there's some thoughts or theories that I don't know, maybe some choices were made because they weren't sure like how positive things were as far as coming back. I mean, it is like, because what like the the you know the torrid tale of Cobra Kai you know starting on YouTube for season one and two having season three done in the can but waiting to release it because YouTube Premium or whatever it was at the time is clearly not moving forward with originals finding a home at Netflix but that puts us at I mean yeah season five of Cobra Kai but season three of net technically season three of Netflix. And Netflix mm. is notorious for kind of, all right, three seasons, maybe four, and then we're done. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the behind the scenes talk was. This also, not to get too off topic, but they recently did, Sony announced a release date in 2024 of uh, a new Karate Kid film, which will be the 40th anniversary. It'd be like almost exactly on the 40th anniversary and there's a lot of speculation, people thinking maybe they're setting something up for that. But also a lot of the stuff I've read point to this new Karate Kid film having nothing to do with uh, Cobra Kai or the Miyagi-verse. And one of the things, one of the synopses I read that was like before the official announcement that could be true is it's like a flip on the formula where it's like a 17-year-old troubled kid from China comes to America and then he starts teaching his girlfriend's dad karate which what 
this could be legit. This might be real. Uh, it sounds so like, like, oh, let's flip it. What if the kid was each an old man? <laughs> but I mean, uh, I don't let's know. call it Karate Man. <laughs> the Karate Man. <laughs> that makes um, him literally maybe. the Karate Kid because he's teaching the man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Are you joking? Like that doesn't no, no. sound like. Okay. It's weird because I and I do feel like there's some validity to it because it's a site that actually broke the idea they were developing it about a month ago. It was before it was like exclusive. Sony's in mm. development on a Karate Kid picture, and like everyone's like, oh, oh hmm, weird. I wonder if it's Cobra Kai. And then you know, this past week they did at least confirm a release date. So we'll see. Well, and also I heard from like creators of Cobra Kai saying that this film has nothing to That's, do. Yeah, they did with okay. their. Cobra Kai verse, right? So, mm. yeah, but but to tie back to what you were saying about them maybe being afraid of it being canceled, uh, the ending of this season does feel like it could just be the end. Like it could yeah. just be, it could just end there, and it would be obviously disappointing in a way because I agree with what you said. I don't think this is the best season, but it also is kind of a satisfying end point to yes. to leave the characters at the same time. So I, I, it did make me go like every other season they've been really good at having cliffhangers which you know it could go either way sometimes that could be a bit annoying but it's also entices you to want to see more and this season i was like okay so i guess it's resolved and yeah. we're fine now you know which is cool that's fine too and they they can i'm sure make a great another season from there but it did make me go like okay so as far as what they had planned it feels like we're kind of we're kind of I, bumping up against the end there, maybe. And, and honestly, I feel like that that's the biggest thing. If I when I rewatch it, if I know where we're headed, if I like, if I went in knowing like, oh, this could be the last season, I probably would be more forgiving because that's the other thing is a lot of things feel rushed. Um, mm. after you know the four seasons of a lot of these things, and to be fair, yeah, they are kind of wrapping some of those things up. So if I knew that more, I think I would be more on board. But it because this feels like a lot of stuff really gets kind of like hand waved almost. Uh, so in that respect, I do think that will be one of the biggest helps when I rewatch the season. Let's do spoilers unless there's something else you want to say beforehand. No, I think that's good. I think we can get into spoilers. Let's do it. So if you haven't watched season five, go watch it. Uh, send us your thoughts to shows what you know show at gmail.com. And we're just going to have a random discussion about the episodes. Do you, I, I, I suggest maybe we go through the plot from beginning to end of the season, if mm. that makes sense. Okay. Because um, that's what I was doing, just skimming through the episodes, right? And kind of dividing them in my head, the different parts of the season, because I did feel like it was a little bit of a, not a mess, but there's less of a th clear through line. Like, which in some cases it's been because earlier seasons have been a bit simplistic in how they structure things, right? We're going to have a big tournament at the end of the season. We're going to have a big thing like this at the end of the season. So you know that everything is kind of going towards that. Whereas here, we know the big conflict is Terry Silver is bad and is doing bad yeah. things, but we like it's all very nefarious. There's a lot of stuff going on, so it's not as clear. But when I went through the episodes just quickly, I was like... You know, there's a few different cat. There's, there's a few different arcs or whatever that we can talk about separately. So the first All, two episodes. Although, don't well, worry, yeah. there might be a tournament. <laughs> there, yeah. Oh, a tournament. oh let's don't make things worry. more complex. A tournament, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but Jim, this is like the Super Bowl of tournaments. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the first two episodes, like obviously the big thing at the end of last season was Miguel has gone off to Mexico and is potentially going to be in danger from it, right? So the first mm. two episodes deal with that. And 
you know, I feel, felt like it was pretty good. There's some I kind agree. of silly stuff uh, in there, like the hot pepper eating contest and Miguel's dad's storyline. It did resolve a bit quickly, but overall, I kind of liked it. So how did you feel about the whole Mexico story? No, I'm still fully on board. I saw a lot of people saying that they were like, uh, it, uh, I was the opposite of a lot of the reactions I read. A lot of the reactions were mm. like the first half of the season, I was kind of not on board and then the back half like it they were back in or something and i was more that's the what opposite. other people said you mean. Yeah, yeah oh yeah that's what i mean that's what other people like at least some of the stuff i gleaned online just skimming through reactions and i was kind of mm. the opposite and maybe it's just because like the first half is kind of more traditional cobra kai and then yeah then they kind of really amp shit up where like you know potentially someone's getting murdered by the end like <laughs> which i get i'm not against that being a thing but again that's mm -hmm. when it starts to remind me of i mean i, I guess karate kid 2 also had a fight to the death but that's where it starts to remind me of karate kid 3 where sh I'm, I'm like okay i mean i know this show's always been heightened like that's what we love about it but it's it kind of passed the i feel like they were always really good on the line of like corny to you know classic uh throwback to 80s or something and i feel like they passed it anyways i'm jumping ahead uh, the beginning i did i did like i did i i was in on board i do wish this went more like went somewhere else though like i i kind of i mean it's not that i don't get the point i get the point miguel learned a bit and kind of did move on but maybe that's a thread that is still out there that they might explore or I guess they could just completely drop it and leave it as is. Uh, either yeah, way, yeah, like a certain yeah. bird, uh, yeah, like a certain hawk, <laughs> Very true. perhaps. Uh, I did, yeah. I thought maybe he, you know, Miguel's dad would be back at the end of the season or something. Uh, see, it seemed like it was kind of a lot of build up for for this to be quite quickly resolved. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. Like there were, it was clear what they were going for, and it worked overall. And we got to have like Robbie and uh johnny in mexico i like yeah. that to, for, to a large degree and they got into a cool fight and miguel yes. I, I really like the scene with miguel and his dad when they're like running away kind of and they're in a shop and miguel's dad is just drinking and talking <laughs> shit and miguel is slowly realizing that his dad is a piece of shit who is actually dangerous for him to be around and that yeah. his mother was right about everything and then when he leaves and calls his mother and i'm like oh and then johnny shows up yeah, i get i'm great. getting a little emotional just talking about it right so this is what i'm saying that the highs are still there in this season i don't want to come off as super negative but yeah i really liked all of that no i'm in complete agreement and and again, maybe this because I was on vacation. I missed a little on trying to figure out, like, because just kind of the path of how he found the guy. Because, like, first he goes into, like, go back, you know, the, the classic shady back room. And I was like, oh, is he talking to his dad here? But then he's, you know, stumbles upon the nicest guy in the world. He's like, oh, I'll take out the trash. I'll do this. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so I thought this was clearly like a misdirect. Like, it's not going to be this guy because he's the nicest guy in the world. But it was a misdirect just in a different way of like, oh, he's the nicest guy in the world until he gets to his underground fights and <laughs> thinks the the full body inspectors are after him and starts getting his tequila out. And uh, but anyway, yeah, like I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. And then when it builds to that, you know, that moment where yeah, he's on the phone with his mom and Johnny shows up just in time. But they still leave that little hint of like, oh, but Robbie's here as well. So but yeah, it's all I think that was all good stuff. 
I mean, it's funny you should say that because I was going to ask you of like what was the thing that made him realize this guy's his dad? Because I think it's just kind of his name or something. But this yeah. is the the stuff. If we do a full rewatch or whatever, we'll get into it. But I was also like, it was a redirect, right? It wasn't the a hard, cool guy. It was the other nice guy. But then I was like, but how did was it just they said his name and he yeah. was like, oh, that guy also has the same name as the guy I was looking for mm. or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's episodes one and two. And this is, I guess I might disagree with if you feel like overall the the se- the first half of the season is the better part because it's really season, episode three, I start feeling like things are a little bit funky. Like, like the way Mike Barnes is introduced is really clunky uh, and kind of awful, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe mostly as far as Chosen and Daniel's actions in relation to it but like they're setting this up obviously as him we've always talked about mike barnes the school teacher right well like that's why i love school it teacher i love yeah. it because okay. it's it's our pitch kind of i mean it's not fully it's true but i mean i love it because it really is the way you have to go with mike barnes is that yeah he's not he's you know he's not the bad boy karate anymore he's actually moved on from karate and he's he needs a well-adjusted person so I don't know. Maybe I'll just pat myself on the back because I <laughs> called it years ago. But but you're absolutely right. Like the build up to it, like it's so obvious. And maybe that's part of the joke, I guess. Um, but it really was a little it was a little too. I, I would completely agree. It's it's clunky. Yeah. Just the way Daniel and Chosen are getting themselves into this situation, I'm like, these couple of chuckle fucks are yeah. going to go against Terry Silver, who has the superpower of plotting yeah. the most intricate plans ever. And it's almost like it was almost like you said, so obvious, because obviously, if you're listening to this, even though you haven't watched it, which you shouldn't, but if you do, are, they're going up to the fir- this guy, right? And he's just talking to some guys, and it sounds like they're kind of goons or whatever, but we all assume anyone with any sense that it's not that and it's kind of a misdirect but they're like ah of course he's still evil because as a teenager fucking 40 years ago he was really bad like to be fair fucking google search to find his furniture store yeah well to be fair he did try to murder daniel he tried to like drop him off a cliff and so he was he was badder than johnny lawrence so someone like daniel would completely believe it but you're right like why not just google him or but it's like he's got the drill maybe i'll use a drill on him then i'll cut the legs off the legs off (laughs) (laughs) like it's kind of funny saying it now but just the way it plays out because i've been expecting mike barnes to come into it and because i mean to be fair it was kind of a good misdirect of like i thought uh when he was when terry silver was talking about getting old friends back together we all assumed Mm. that it would be barnes to an extent right so it's but also all of this is kind of like you're watching it but at the same time you're like where's the extra hidden level of whatever terry silver is planning except it's not that it's just daniel and chosen being real idiots and getting it so daniel runs up and screams about him being a you know, not cutting legs off children and then shows and beats up all of his employees basically. And all of that is fine. But then later also his place burns down yes. and you're like, Oh, that was Terry silver. And then the storyline is just dropped for yeah. the rest of the season until he shows up later, which was yeah. Overall clunky. Like I like seeing him again, but he, it felt a bit uh, underutilized really uh, from, from my perspective. Yeah. It, cause it's too, too big of a thing to happen for him to just disappear and I don't know yeah. if it's a budgetary thing, an availability thing. 
It's also you know, really computer generated fire, which makes you go, maybe yeah. that building is actually okay. And, <laughs> I mean, maybe I should have talked about this in before spoilers, but like, and, and I've mentioned this on the show before, but I don't know. Did we think, remember when we thought it was going to Netflix that they were going to get like have a budget? A budget? Yeah. It feel like, it feels like this show. Well, there's either one or two things happening and I, I don't get mad at me for saying this, but like, Maybe the people that make the show don't know how to make a show because it never looks like it, it always looks bad. I'm sorry. Jim. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. Careful now. <laughs> Jim. We like this show, Jim. Yeah. Don't say they don't know how to make a show. You mean like uh, the cinematography? No, I mean, the, the lighting, the sets. Yeah. Like, I could, like, I, I'm not good at that stuff. And I feel like it would, it looks like I made it um, because mm. it's like sometimes, sometimes they're in a pharmacy. Um, sometimes they're in a dojo. Sometimes they look like the same thing. Um, they throw LED lights to make it be like, hey, this is a fucking cool dojo because look at all the LED lights <laughs> in the background. Mm. But again, I mean, maybe it's just a budgetary thing. I'm not sure because I don't know. Like, I know Sony is the studio, obviously. So it is net maybe Netflix doesn't put up money as far as budget. Maybe Sony handles that stuff because they still own the show. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it does feel like they kind of maybe they're just getting shafted budgetary wise it's still a great like the show has always been above that but maybe since i wasn't enjoying it as much i was noticing some of this stuff more uh mm. where it i don't know it looks very amateur um which mm. i don't know, maybe that's yeah, part of the charm i don't i couldn't say this didn't stick out to me exactly but it it's always kind of had a cartoony feel to it like it's lit high key mm. some of the sets like you said they're not super realistic they're kind of uh you know larger than life but it does it does feel like maybe earlier seasons we were more on location in places and maybe again maybe i'm just convincing myself of that because uh i liked the story better at the time but i did think as well with some of the fight scenes that Maybe the fight choreography wasn't bad, but the way they shot it wasn't good. Uh, that it was a lot of like very few shots where you could see the whole body of any one person and just kind of very few shots where you see the actual impact of hits more like. And I mean, this is always uh, a complaint of like action in most like Hollywood type productions, whether television or movies, right? That it's almost like made a bit messy in the edit in order to make it feel like it's more impactful when someone punches someone, but it actually has the opposite effect. Um but not all of the fighting, but I did feel like that for some of them where they're just sparring or whatever. And we only see like the top half of someone and they're just kind of dodging mm -hmm. back and forth in and out of the camera a little bit. Uh, so, so I do hear where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to be too harsh, but also, I mean, getting back to it, I think this is kind of around the time too, where Amanda's freaking out, which I did not like because it didn't uh, ring yeah. true to me. Yeah, in still in episode three, we have a couple of things because uh, Amanda freaking out is episode four. But in okay. episode three, we also have Sam fighting herself or a bunch of people in a sensory deprivation pod, which I don't know. I buy that in a coma dream, right? Like yeah. I buy that when Miguel is knocked out and there's mysterious like dreams and stuff. But when something's introduced as like, hey, get in this pod, you're going to have like crazy visions. And then you do and it's kind of revealing your inner conflict. I'm like... This could work. I just feel like it's a little rushed to get to immediately of like fighting yourself feel in a vision kind of like felt like something they wanted to do and felt like it would progress the the character. But I was just like, this is not quite <laughs> what I signed up for at the start of the episode, you know?
Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I said it and as soon as they said something about like, uh, deprivation, I was like, oh, she's going to fight herself in there. I mean, it, I yeah. didn't have a problem with it. It was fine. It kind of it built upon it felt more like a last season thing. I mean, I guess that's still been the struggle is like between, you know, the different parts of Sam. And I mean, she does tell Miguel or actually this might even be before she tells Miguel she needs to find herself or this leads to it or whatever. Uh, it, this is after, or no, sorry, you're you're right. I, I mean, it's, it's the end of this episode; they break up or whatever. I do think it's in line with where she's been, so yeah, I was fine with it. Okay, this is also the episode that introduces Carmen's pregnancy, um, or Carmen and Johnny's pregnancy, which isn't a bad storyline necessarily. Like, it's not a bad development, but it does feel very like we're in season five of a show. Yeah, someone's got to be pregnant, you know. But it also like. It makes sense because Johnny's whole thing has always been about fatherhood and like him not being a good dad to Robbie, but making up for it with Miguel and everything. And so it's not an unnatural development, but it does the way it comes out. I'm like, okay, we're doing this now, I guess, you know, (laughs) I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And not that I actually thought they would do this, but I was like, is Terry Silver going to like kick her down? (laughs) down the stairs and she's gonna be like yeah i mean but hey i mean there's a point later on where he supposedly (laughs) kills chosen so it's like i didn't really think that was gonna happen i was like where are they going with this but i mean it's just about the you know the johnny's theme and becoming mature which it was great i guess the other thing i did like about this season outside of some of the we've talked about sometimes they lean too much on the humor of him being like really dumb like there's a mm. line of him being dumb that's funny, and then there's a point where they're just like, let's just make him so dumb. But I did like his maturity and like seeing like him him being, especially as we go through this path with Daniel taking up the Johnny mantle and Johnny being more Daniel, like kind of the put together yes. guy trying to move on from karate. Like, hey, Cobra Kai's it's over. What, like, what, what am I gonna do? I tried. Yeah. Um, so as we get on to episode four, that's where Silver's machinations uh, with Amanda and Daniel pa- play out, right? Where there's a charity thing where she really wants to be on the board, which again feels like kind of a placeholder thing for mm-hmm. we're rich. And I'm like, fuck all of these rich people <laughs> and they want to be on the charity board. And you've ruined my chances of being on the board of this charity. Like, yeah, I'm sure there are other things you can do to help people in your community or whatever. But I'm uh, so anyway, Silver's there. There are machinations. Uh, Amanda's reaction. You didn't like, I take it. Well, I just I this is. We've seen Amanda knows how these things work. She had a goddamn uh, uh, restraining order put on her. Like she was manipulated into a restraining order. I get that's crease and crease is gone. So she thinks it's over. But I don't, I don't buy that she wouldn't kind of understand that other things are going on. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be this hint that maybe she thinks that Daniel just can't let it go and that it is over. But Daniel thinks, but like, I don't know. I I mean, it gets to the point where we get to kind of I like the touch of, uh, you know, the Karate Kid three girl being uh, the 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 link to Daniel and Amanda, uh, which is fine. But it's almost like she should have already known. I feel like she like I get she could be maybe a little bit more upset, but like the, the way she's like not understanding that this like she's kind of season one amanda like oh this big karate rivalry mm-hmm. it's like no you want you, you you've 
you've been in the rivalry now. Like you're in the game. As as Walt would say in uh, Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, you're in the game, Walter. You're in the game. He wasn't part of the game. You know, I hate him. Wait, you mean that's not Walt saying? Oh, I mean, that, Mike. This? I'm it's sorry. Mike. I meant to say Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in the game, Walter. That's what it goes. You're in the game. <laughs> so you're doing a good voice because I can tell who you were. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, so you say, yeah, Amanda's forgotten that she lives in a karate show. We always talk yes. about this. Crease uh, knows better than anyone that it's, they live in a karate show and that every, that's what matters in life. And she's kind of forgotten. I was more forgiving of it because I go through these cycles back and forth where um, because most of the time Cobra Kai is just a school that teaches children karate, which is mm. not a big deal. So I go through these cycles, right, where I know they're bad, but I'm also like at the start of the season when Daniel's like, we have to stop Terry Silver. And it's like, what is literally like the worst thing if they're just going to teach karate that you don't agree with to kids all over the world like i get that it might turn people a bit more aggressive or whatever but like there are other bad institutions out there like what is what is actually the big deal here guys and then cobra kai or terry silver or crease does something absolutely horrendous and i'm like oh yeah no we need to bring him down i just remembered we're in a karate show so i feel like amanda's going through the same cycle where they do disband Miyagi-Do at the start of the season, which we talked about a lot for yeah. the season finale, right? Were they actually going to do that? Because it seemed a bit jumbled. They do disband it in the first episode. I feel like they could have just made it clearer in the finale that yeah. we're disbanding Miyagi-Do because I have to live with this honorable thing. But Chosen is here and we're going to fucking kill Terry Silver. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Because that is the plot uh, of the season. But Amanda's like, throughout episodes one and two, it, there is a build to it because she's like, what is this chosen guy doing with his schlong out in my pool yeah. and his weapons? And there's fights and build, like furniture stores being burned down, etc. Can you just chill out for one day and make ever not make everything about you? So I found her reaction to be over the top, but that there was build for it. But when at the end of the episode, when there's the screaming match, it does feel like a little melodramatic all the same. So I see where you're coming from. I just don't get why she wouldn't see like, oh, we're going to this thing. And Daniel's been talking about this Terry Silver guy. And it's like, oh, it's at Terry Silver's house. And he's here and, and like being super nice. I don't know. It just feels like she would pick up on but it. The board, but, Jim. Yeah. The board. But he basically get on it. He cable guys Daniel. Now, this is a thing. Yeah. I always call it cable guying. It's a thing you see in movies all the time where it's like he'll whisper something like, Haha, yeah, what are you going <laughs> to do? And then like you push the guy and everyone's like, whoa, what are you doing? Because it's just that scene in Cable Guy where they're playing like Password or something. And, uh, you know, he manipulates him against Matthew Broderick. But anyways, that's how it plays out. Yeah, and a couple of other things in episode four. Um, we have Johnny working in the gig economy, which doesn't really seem to go anywhere. I, I don't mind it, and there are some fun moments. I guess he learns to prioritize family, hashtag do it for her and all of that. Um, but it feels like it's kind of dropped after this episode and never comes up again. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. It's just so um, they can kind of have some more fun with, you know, Johnny being dumb and not getting technology or it's like i get he doesn't know computers but he he doesn't think like having a beer cans in his cab face is essentially his cab would be people think that's weird but anyway, it's still fun it's a fun little montage segment and it's fun when they do have the the 80s montage to him trying to get ready for a baby like that's pretty fun hmm. yeah and uh 
I mean, I, when you played the trailer a bit from the start, I was almost like, oh, did they put it in so it made sense for the trailer of what Johnny's doing with his life now that he's not a sensei? Because that is literally like five minutes of this yes. season that yeah. he's detached from the whole karate thing. But I, again, I didn't mind it. Then there's the water park showdown, which is silly, mm. not necessarily awful, but it does feel like uh, it, fe- it feels like we've had these kids clash in so many different ways. How can we make it interesting? We'll put it in a new setting and then they have to race down the water, water slide. slide. And yeah. I'm like, this is actually super wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, They're competing for who gets to stay in the water park, but they're not using violence. I'm like, this is fine actually. Uh, but that obviously it escalates. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like, right before, right as this episode was starting, I mentioned to my friend, Mike, as we were watching, I was like, I was like, oh, you know what's cool is that, you know, we haven't seen a lot of Kenny, which is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Like, not that I was fully against him, but I liked that he wasn't as front and center at at that point. I was fine with catching up with him and Lapusso and everything, but uh, then then things take take a turn. Yeah, uh, they sure do. And so moving on to episode five, we have Johnny trying to get Miguel and Robbie to, to... get along basically um it's a bit silly with the escape room and his various attempts uh where he builds an escape room in his house bit over the top but i do really like how it resolves like i don't know if you agree but when when daniel comes by and they're talking and he's being johnny and then they're talking about like how it might have all been resolved if they just went at it when they were younger and then miguel and robbie do that like it felt like a a uh, good resolution for me for for all of the tension and conflict that's been built between them. What did you think? I agree. I think it's a weird message to give because <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know if that would work outside of a karate show, <laughs> but uh, yeah. like giving the message to kids like, hey, just fight. Just beat the shit out of each but other. It's very, it's very Johnny Lawrence classic, which yeah. is what they're saying, right? Like this is putting yeah. children in a cement mixer. <laughs> yeah, totally. And no, it, it worked for me. And I, I got, I remember I got like emotional, I feel. So I think it was a nice, you know, build and payoff. And even like using the flashbacks, I think worked. And you, cause even though they have to like get, you know, get them somewhere up high so we can remember, but I, th- I think it's, it was a nice emotional payoff and uh, it worked really well. And plus, you know, I wanted uh, Miguel and Robbie to be friends anyways. Yeah, and when they, yeah, as you said, they go up on the where there's a railing, right? And firstly, you're like, Johnny, you should probably also go up there because he's just yeah. like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> down there, like, you should stop now. But then also, like, it did make me tense in that they're fighting really all out, and you're like, someone could fall down. And it, I'm just saying, they did a good job of making me even think that that would happen because it's pretty clear where it's going to go, right? But mm. it's still like, Ah, because Miguel could get revenge by pushing him over the railing or whatever. Like that could happen, but obviously he's the heart of the show. Uh, it doesn't happen, and they become kind of friends, or at least they're cool now. And then Johnny spills the beans about the baby. Yeah, yeah. And I almost wonder. I mean, although I guess I'm glad they didn't do this because it is just like a TV trope. But I almost wonder, like, would Miguel be psyched about that? I mean, I guess he would. But like the trope would be that he'd be like, oh, what? You know, uh, like, but I guess they didn't even do that with usually the trope would be he'd just be upset. He was dating his mom anyways, even though it's like, well, you're my sensei. Why are you dating my mom? But they didn't go down any of that route. So I guess it works. Uh, Yeah. Sorry. I still sound okay. Do I sound different? Um, Uh, I can hear you. You sound okay. 
my, my microphone unplugged for a second. Oh. So I was like, what's happened? All right, we're okay. Uh, yeah, I think I thought Robbie might be more like that because, you know, uh, Johnny's been absent for his whole life and been a shitty dad. And I was like, oh, cool. You're just going to do a do over again, which is also you, which you're already doing with Miguel, but you're going to do it with Miguel's mom and make a whole family with Miguel. And I'm not in it. So, yeah. but they were both uh, kind of psyched about it, which, uh, you know, wasn't unbelievable either. So it's almost nice they didn't go down that because that would have been just been one episode of resolving that, and then it would have been resolved. You know, True. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Amanda going back home? Uh, and yeah, like you said, the girl from Karate Kid Three, which when she was introduced, I had this moment where I'm like, she's definitely someone. <laughs> to Google this because I don't keep on top of what are the speculations, what's every you know potential actor doing now, and like I'm sure there's a lot of people who knew exactly who she was that very second. I was like, who is this now? So I looked it up. It but, took. Yeah, what do you I think? didn't have oh, to look it right. up. It took me a second, but honestly, the weird. Um connection on why i remembered who she was is because my girlfriend loves this 80s movie teen witch that she's in and i actually wrecked i was like oh yeah it's girl from teen witch i was like oh wait the girl from teen witch is karate kid three like it <laughs> like it took me it went like that and i was like oh okay that's kind of cool that's a fun because remember we discussed on karate kid three or even there was even discussion when they made the movie is just because the character was kind of supposed to be a love interest, but then they realized, like, oh, wait, you know, Ralph Macchio is like 35 and this girl's like <laughs> 17. So yeah. they made it more of just like a platonic, like, friendship. She was just kind of there. And she, and it was a nice way, I guess, even though I feel like the Amanda thing doesn't make sense, it was a nice way to kind of, you know, center things. And I did like the bar fight that they have, and Sam gets to you know, kick some ass as well with her mom. Like, I thought that was all cool. I liked it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I was just pulling up the trailer for Teen Witch, and we might have to discuss it here on this very <laughs> podcast. But now that we've done the Karate Kid part uh, four or whatever, or the next Karate Kid, I should say. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was fine. You know, it was a bit weird, uh, a bit of a weird one, but it made sense as far as Amanda, because, like, she knows Kreese, but... Terry Silver is next level, right? Like, even mm. if you know Crease and you've had restraining orders, etc., you haven't really experienced the madness that is Karate Kid Part 3 if you weren't there. So just having True. someone else who was there and go like, no, actually, Daniel's uh, underreacting. This guy is a fucking psychopath and he will ruin your lives. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good moment. And the, the bar fight, I guess, on... On Sam's movement through the season, she's like, oh, I don't want to do karate anymore. I just want to find myself. And then this moment is like, oh, karate can be used to protect the ones I love or something. I don't really know yeah, where well, we're going with it. I think that was kind of it. But yeah, I even liked having her in Lapuso. Um, <laughs> I still his name. <laughs> What's his Anthony. Name? Anthony. Anthony. Uh, yeah. I, I even like them having a little moment and her realizing like, oh, because, you know, she knew the stuff that he was doing to Kenny and she kind of does call him out a little bit. But, you know, realizing what's happening in poor Lapuso's life. So, yeah, like there's things going on with their family and, you know, karate could help. Mm. And also it was nice and to just kind of get back in. We, Amanda talked a bit about her history, but now kind of seeing it play out a bit and even like, you know, her dealing with her old high school rivalries as well. Uh, I like that. Which, by the way, one of the 
one of the ladies in the bar is referenced in Karate Kid Part 3 because she's talking uh, about, it's basically on her name now, which is not great, but she's talking about Mary Elizabeth or something, someone from uh... back home getting together with her boyfriend. And then I think one of them is that character. So there's some history there as well, some deep lore that we get into. That's fine. Um, also in this episode, Daniel's like obviously off off the rails a little bit. He yells at Stingray. He goes to apologize, get the shit beaten out of him by Terry Silver. Yeah, so that also happens here. Well, and also um, mining the lore. I mean, I don't know if we've gotten to the point yet where they do pull they pull the name from Terry Silver's clear lie. Like at the time, it was clearly written as a lie, like who he studied under. But they decide oh, yeah. to really build it. <laughs> yes. To build them, which is it's it's a creative, it's a smart way to be like, what else? What else can we get here? What, oh, there's something, and like build something of it. And we haven't really even talked a lot about Terry Silver, but uh, mm. I mean, even though I have issues with some of the season, I feel like his performance, like he kills it constantly. Like he sells it. He's great. It's just, yeah, I, I'm not fully in on board when they bring in like eye patch guy and you know tough lady, like, uh, and and I guess we haven't really talked about chosen either. And I, I a lot of people love chosen, and I don't really have anything against him, but I guess it's just tough because unlike Johnny, like we got to be with Johnny for a lot of it and like be there for his turnaround. And we don't get that with Chosen. Like, Chosen's just the best immediately, like always. Like, he has a couple silly things he does, but he's always kind of the best, which is fine. But I don't, it kind of, I don't get, get as much of a connection to that character because I feel like outside of maybe him wanting to, like, cut someone's head off, he's usually, like, the best at fighting, the best at all this stuff. And I guess maybe, are we at the point where he's he's a spy? That's actually, yeah, earlier okay. on. I yeah. think it's like early episodes that he tries to infiltrate um, and beats up all of Terry Silver's. Terry Silver tries to get local senseis that he recruits, and he's a spy. And I actually enjoyed all of this. Yeah. Um, and then he beats them all up, is revealed because he goes to Terry Silver's house, accidentally doesn't say come by, uh, yes. says the wrong cheers. I, that was all cool cool stuff Although um, a little like but you're right it's like basically at this point in the season start of episode six is when a plane lands and it's got like hey we're the fucking real senseis from out of town and we're here to show you what's what you know oh no did i drop oh am i back All right. i think you you're back you're back okay but i could still hear you but yeah um okay. it's a there is a bit of like oh this white guy knows more about <laughs> culture than this asian man but anyways it still works chosen i i i hear what you're saying i didn't feel that as much maybe because there's some moments i liked some moments there later on where he's talking to johnny and i don't know where he's getting drunk and uh stuff i i enjoyed that to an extent uh maybe it's because his early stuff is kind of with mike barnes and like that whole storyline i'm like okay so he's very cartoonish because he's just gonna beat people up and he's like oh we have to go kill terry mm. silver and dad is like whoa 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 put those away amanda's gonna see them that it's like <laughs> Yeah. This is very uh, heightened, you know, this is not very realistic and not an easy way to connect with the character. But I did feel throughout the course of the season, I was like, you know, he feels a bit more three dimensional by the end of it to me, at least. Yeah. I mean, I didn't dislike him or anything. I just didn't fully like I, I, I wasn't like people are like, he's the best part of the season. Uh, I mean, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like, yeah, he was kind of the best at everything. And then 
towards the end, he started making speeches you make when your character's about to die. Where he did. He, and yeah. I'm like, I mean, and I guess they almost did, but then they kind of like pulled back on that as well. Uh, but he just started like the the speeches he or the discussions he was having. I was like, oh my god, what is going to happen to this guy? Like these are the <laughs> discussions that happen. Uh, but yeah, was, yeah. Um, yeah. So end of episode five, we also find out that Tori's working with Crease, which reintroduces him. So episode six, beyond having new senseis arrive, we also have Crease in prison. Um, you know trying to get out of there and it only takes a little bit for him to also start hallucinating about various people telling him shit and mm. his past his past self and johnny young johnny who looks very very accurate which is cool um but his whole therapy session i know he's crazy but it did feel a bit over the top as a cinematic rest cinematic resolution to what what's happening much like the sensory deprivation tank what did you think well yeah it's just because i don't feel like these go anywhere um like it's a nice inside look into crease but it's like they keep doing this thing where they want to make it seem like there's a redemption and i guess maybe there will be a redemption but then he's crease so i don't know it's it's not bad but i just I mean, it's a nice excuse where they don't have to have the actor in a fight scene, <laughs> which I'm sure is very helpful <laughs> because well, he's an old man. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, right? Because then after, because in therapy, he is confronting some of his past to an extent. But then in the fight that happens, it's just younger him fighting the other kind of bullies that are yeah. locked up there. So thematically, what does that mean? Because maybe it, it felt like they were going to say, okay, he's going to go back to more of a, his good self right his young self because we saw in flashbacks how he wasn't a bad person before the war so maybe if he's the younger version of himself fighting and these people maybe that's it but then i'm like this is absolutely a crease classic move he's just in there showing his dominance being absolutely cobra kai so i was like what is what does this mean because before that he was just trying to be duplicitous and like get out of there by lying to his therapist and doing appeals and then he went on to instead use violence and both of those are already so in his wheelhouse that i don't know where we're going with him you know yeah, and I guess thinking about it now, you know, if they do continue, which I'm sure they will, Crease must be the end game because it's there's still like it's it was almost jarring the way we have this, I think it was around this time with the flashback where, you know, we do see who's the the new evil lady sensei, but we see her as like a little girl, like a kind of a scared little girl that Crease maybe has like some sort of connection to. But when they're doing training and then he's telling Terry about like, there's this kid, man. And I, and I don't know why it took me this long to realize they're both named John because I just think of Crease yeah. and Johnny. <laughs> and like they're fine. He's like, and he's even got my name. But it's like that Crease we're seeing is only three years separated from Karate Kid Crease. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, are is there something that happens in that span of time where you know he's maniac crease uh by the time daniel steps through the door um or what i don't know i don't know because it's post uh it's all post-war right True. so but he's i guess still he's kind a maniac of, but he's still likable he's playing him still as like i don't know maybe it's just the actor i don't know what the choice is because he's still playing him as kind of this it is post they had that big moment which was i thought was the birth of crease where yeah he has to defeat his his uh, captain or whatever and toss him in the snakes. 
but he's still kind of yeah. like happy go lucky like haha oh man this kid he's so good uh this is great i love teaching kids you know yeah to... but then daniel comes and ruins it all and it brings out <laughs> <Yeah>. his fucking <laughs> but again his old self this builds me to i guess one of the main issues with this show is this show has no villains anymore this show i mean as terry silver obviously but there's too many characters and any character that was bad is good which is still part of the mantra of the show it's about balance but the problem is you know i guess that's why crease has to still be creased even if he has these hints at redemption but you know tory's good hawk's good robbie's good and maybe that's the problem that that's why they have to quickly make kenny a threat be, yeah. e even though it's not really you don't buy it but they need someone that has to be a threat. So they have to bring in this other lady and her goons and eye patch guy has to be in the background of a lot of scenes. Um, yeah, he's got cool hair though. Yeah. Chosen's um, good. Mike Barnes good. Daniel's good. Like it, you start to think like, okay, yeah. What are we fighting at this point? And I guess Terry Silver is, you know, he's that dude. He's enough to be the guy, but then it's yeah. like now, you know, where do we go? Definitely a good point about uh, the kids, especially because I have felt because we're in season five now. Right. So yeah. since the start, it's felt a bit like some of the kids are like cards uh, in a deck of cards. And we've been shuffling them between Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai. And I'm like, I can't keep track of who was in which dojo when because I feel like they've both been in all of them. I guess Miguel, was he ever in Cobra Kai? I I like I can't I can't even tell you yeah. like I feel like they've all been shuffled around so much but then now they've had because just like you said moments like with Hawk breaking his best friend's arm are kind of brushed over or they're not really given the emotional weight that they deserve they're interesting but they're where we're not we don't fully develop them we just redeem him within the same more or less season and yeah. then he's you know the champion which isn't you know, it, it, it's okay, but it means that if we're moving at that velocity in these storylines, like Kenny's good at the end of this uh, season as well, right? Like mm. he takes off, they're all taken off their Cobra Kai jerseys, throwing them at Terry Silver, spoiler alert. So it kind of means, yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. And I feel like it's the accelerated plot kind of leads more and more people instead of them becoming more twisted and more involved in Cobra Kai, they're sooner or later are like, wait, this is fucking bullshit <laughs> and yeah. just move on. So that's why we need cartoonish villains uh, from the East and Terry Silver uh, to be the bad guys. Yeah. And then this worldwide tournament gets introduced and that kind of becomes the thrust of the back half as like, you know, the, the, the new dojo of Johnny and Daniel, like trying to at least push Cobra Kai out or we get to a point where they're both going to be involved and so, Jesus. who's calling? Someone's got opinions. Yeah, Call sorry. Uh, <laughs> Put them on the line. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to gloss over, like, the back half, but it's just some of the stuff, again, like, when it gets to the point where, you know, I was, I fully expected that a robot was going to be driving the limo they were in. When, <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I was just like, what are they, what are we doing now? What are we doing at this point? When they're like, wait a minute. You know, if the driver's here, then you know who's driving, and then they're like, "Hey, guy," and then it's like swerving, and it ends on a cliffhanger. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Okay, well, well, a robot's gonna well, drive it, them off a cliff. 
I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like, why was that guy not knocked out? It's a karate show. It's his limo. If I yeah. parked my limo somewhere and went back and it wasn't there, I wouldn't be like, hey, you guys uh, see my limo? I'd be fucking <laughs> freaking out, man. Yeah. But so he, why would he, wasn't he just knocked out? But anyway, I want to step back just a little bit mm. to get, get the, the trajectory here. So episode six, Daniel's like, he's been had his ass kicked and he's like, I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. This is fucking bullshit. And then now his family and friends are the ones who are like, no, we have to stand up and fight silver. And I did like when they went into a room in Miyagi's house that he hasn't gone into in forever. Yeah. Finds the old notes and everything. Like, I like, you know, it's easy, easy pickings. Like, obviously I'm going to like that, but I still liked it. Um, But then also all the kids are there. So they've reassembled. Miyagi-Do, I guess, and and everyone who's on this side. So episode seven is, uh, like we were saying, we find out about the tournament, but the way we find out about it is that Johnny and Daniel together go and see Kreese in uh, jail, and then he's kind of like, they they trick him, basically. So I enjoyed that. Um, We have also in episode seven. And I I like that that serves as almost a moment of Maybe Crease could have been on like it does kind of like potentially Crease could have been on a redemption path. Like it's similar to Cobra Kai, how there's always like maybe a thing's going to happen, but then something happens to keep him where he is. And, you know, that's yeah. just more of a very idealistic look at Crease. It probably wouldn't have been a redemption path, but at the very least, it slams the door shut because now it's like, oh, you motherfuckers. I mean, there are a lot of F words in this season, too. I don't know if you noticed I noticed this. that, yeah. Because <laughs> even that was like, because wasn't that like on the paper, like, fuck you or something yeah. like that? No mercy, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, that's what like it was, that. yeah. Yeah. No, I, I uh, that was that was fun. You're right, though. That moment kind of is and should be a turning point for him because I think episode six, he's in therapy, he's learning about himself, etc. That should tee him up towards his redemption arc. And then him like, you know, him say he could make even a promise of like if he gets out, he's not he's gonna not do this anymore. He's learned stuff in therapy while he was locked up here. And that would come across as a lie to them, obviously. But we might be like, oh, we were there. We saw it happen. There's actually mm-hmm. truth to it. But already in the previous episode, he has already beaten people up, right? So the fight that he had with other inmates should have been at the end of this episode after they tell him no mercy motherfucker because he's like oh i'm not getting out of here i may as well be the fucking king in here and escape the way that he does instead of playing by their rules because i was right all along you know but it's not he he already has the fight in the previous episode so i'm like where is he at here and is it even significant that they're like no mercy motherfucker yeah no i agree yeah so episode seven i was kind of Episode seven is I I liked it. I know you're saying back half not so much, but in episode seven we have classic opposing lessons where Chosen is teaching Miyagi Do with the eggs and oh, Cobra yeah. Kai. They're doing the leader follower thing, uh, and at the same time we have Johnny and Daniel teaming up to get info out of Crease. So like obviously I like Johnny and Daniel teaming up, uh, and then also I liked the lessons they were doing. But I don't know how did you feel about the the whole lessons thing. Uh, I mean, I thought it was fine, and I like that, you know, we did, like, at, initially, it does feel like, all right, we get it, like, come on. But then, you know, it does have a payoff later on, so it's, you know, um, the Eagle Fang or Miyagi Fang gets this as their secret move, and Cobra Kai gets a punch to the chest as their, 
<laughs> that's their secret move. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a couple of secret moves get set up around the, along the way. Yeah, very true. Because I liked it because it just felt more like classic meat and potatoes. Like this is what we want out of Cobra Kai. You know, we have the two dojos and their ideologies and and stuff like that. And you know, lessons that sort of thing. I mean, not that I'm raving about it, but I was like, this is kind of what I want out of a Cobra Kai episode. No, I agree. Uh, and also, goes and being the new teacher, and everyone's being like, this guy's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. But as you said, we set up the Super Bowl. The I have it written down. Sekai Taikai. The Super Bowl of Karate. We have it set up at the end of the, this episode as something Silver has wanted to do since forever. And then episode eight is all about that. It's all about the qualifier. Uh, and it's kind of surprising that it's resolved in one episode, given how we've built up to tournaments for like seasons before. Yeah. But episode eight is one thing, basically. It's all the setup uh, for the competition to determine which of the two dojos gets to to go in the tournament. And they both get to go. Well, because And I also just remember, it's just a little like there's this whole thing of like what is what is terry's end game but it's like he basically told daniel like because daniel's like ah i'm gonna save the valley like when he beats the shit out of daniel's like, i'm gonna save the valley and he's like oh danny boy you think so small and it's like clear i mean i guess you don't know specifically the tournament but it's just clear like yeah he just wants cobra guy worldwide like he wants global or at least national cobra guy like there's what's the secret end game uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah, it builds to the... Which the is not inherently evil. The way they yeah. build it up is like, it seems like, oh, and then they're going to be my criminal gangs and beat up other yeah. children and take their money. Like it's, But no, it's, he just wants Cobra Kai to be bigger. We know Cobra Kai is bad, but it's also like, oh, the big end game is he wants to be in a tournament and win that one to get more publicity for his business that he's running. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so throughout episode eight... Bit of build up, a lot of Kenny stuff, secret moves, like you're saying. Um, and Tori doesn't show up. Tori leaves because she notices that the the judge again has been paid off. So she's not doing that again. Yeah. Uh, which leads us to the ending, right? Where she goes and finds Samantha, Sam, and, and tells her what's happened. And also, Miguel fucking shifts someone on a couch. So fair play to him. Oh, yeah. That's a classic Cobra Kai thing of like, you know, just as things are about he finds to, the yeah. octopus, yeah. And then, yeah. But then again, I mean, but uh, as Miguel even states, like, you know, she broke up with him. Like, what? Like, she can't really be upset. Uh, but uh, it's just funny because it's like we don't even see like what happens. It's just kind of like Miguel is drinking or something, and then like random people come up to him, and then the next time we see him, Miguel's macking on the couch. Let's go, Miguel. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, He's, our boys got game. Because I was, <laughs> I was play, even I was waiting for, I was even waiting for that moment where he's like, "Oh, get off of me!" Like, like where Sam misses that part where it's like, "Oh my god, you're yeah, drunk, no. get off of me." <laughs> he was okay. He was fine. Yeah, uh, fair play. Um, so that's episode eight. Episode nine, uh, we're kind of reminded that Carmen's pregnant, and it hasn't come <laughs> up in like half the season. I feel like maybe a little bit, but they're like getting an ultrasound and that. Um, and then Terry Silver is there in an elevator, etc. There's but a yeah, theory. Guess... Uh, sorry to cut you off here, but there is no, a theory fine. that Terry Silver is dying, and because everyone's like, "Why was he in the That's hospital?" Crazy. And also because he even said, like, he has a statement where he's like, "I'm not afraid to die," or he's like, "I'd love to die in battle," or something. So there's a theory that that's why he was in the hospital is because we're gonna find out that like he's he's dying. That's why he's going so hard on everything he's going hard on. But I mean, who knows? There's really tiny threads that people are latching onto to try to explain Terry Silver. But I mean, 
we would have to, if we continue, we would have to get, if we get somewhat of a redemption for Kreese, we'd have to get something for uh, Terry Silver, right? Um, I mean, he's always gone hard when he was young also. <laughs> like, yeah. so I don't know. Um, but yeah, that line, by the way, I know maybe we should just, you know, in summary, episodes nine and 10 is the conclusion, right? So we could just yeah. talk about anything we want but by the end here. Um, but yeah, ter- his line, I really liked in his fight with Chosen where he's like, go on, like, do it, which is a very classic kind of movie TV show line, right? But it kind of shows that he's, what he's doing is, in a sense, driven by him being scarred by war and his fucked up past. And he's like, you know, he's totally, he he wanted to die in battle and he's making this fight over the valley so much bigger than it should be and fight over who's going to run the dojos, making it huge because he, like we talked about, uh, previously right so i don't know i, I like that because it kind of showed some of his character um and why he's doing what he's doing didn't make me go he's dying though yeah no yeah no and, and i mean like again as we're talking through stuff like nothing sounds bad to me but i just kind of remember watching and not being into it and like for whatever reason i mean obviously i love this show we always have these big battles at the end i mean we had the school battle we had the home invasion of the LaRussos. <laughs> But yeah. for whatever reason, it just didn't sit as well with me with this big fight at Terry's house house that we built to. I mean, again, because I thought a robot was going to drive the limo off the... <laughs> well, and you can't beat that. That's like, why are you not in the writer's room? Dude? And honestly, because they kept bringing up Rocky and Rocky <laughs> 4. Actually, they're bringing up Rocky 4 specifically a bunch of times because yeah. uh, they even do the, like, if I can change, he can change like that. There's a point where he's saying the lines from the movie. Um, and Rocky Ford notoriously has a robot, but, uh, and the technology for self-driving cars (laughs) actually exists now. So it wouldn't have to be a little fucking comical eighties robot. It could literally (laughs) just be a self-driven car. Um, but, uh, that did end up being Mike Barnes, which it, it is great to see the three villains together. You know, we got Johnny chosen and Mike Barnes, but now they're all on the same side. Um, but again, like it's still such a weird convenient thing of like mike barnes disappears and now he just pops up but i mean i'm glad to have him back even though then they knock him out like immediately in the fight so he's not there for a while like i I don't know why again maybe it's a budget thing maybe it was just they didn't want to do too much with this character yet maybe his availability i don't know but i love seeing him the whole thing with that is right that he i get he thinks it's daniel's fault that his place burned down and they're like it was terry silver and i'm like what is like Terry Silver is just being bad now. Like we're supposed to believe he's good at scheming, but then at the same time he burns out down this furniture store and doesn't really follow up with Mike Barnes or try to get him on his side or, mm. or anything like that. So he's primed to go and try to kill him. And then I kind of, I don't really love how they're like, Oh, we have to go cut head off snake. Like, of course, Daniel's there and he's saying like, this is absurd. We're all drunk. We can't just go to his house. So there is a voice of reason there. Right. But I feel like a couple of times in the season, we flip back and forth between like, wait, why are we letting Terry get away with it? Let's just go and see him right now. And every time it like doesn't work out, like they just kind of flip between like he needs to be punched and we need to play his game and play it smart. And then because they're out celebrating, uh, yeah, you know, Johnny and Carmen having a baby and everything, it's like, 
yeah, we're just going to go and fight him, which I, yeah. I guess I believe to an extent because of how badly it goes as well. And like, this is where Terry Silver's like, you came to my house. Like you thought this was a good idea. Like legally I could shoot all of you. He doesn't say that, but <laughs> yeah. like, I'm pretty sure he could. So it's like, what the fuck? Um, so it's a weird situation. We're build up for it. What about the other big fight where they're trying to get the security camera footage, uh, all the kids from the dojo? Oh, that's what right. What did you think of that? But I mean, another breaking and entering. Well, I guess maybe yeah. not because Tori has a key card or something. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we get to the payoff where it's like Lapuso gets to protect the tablet or whatever as we're uploading the footage. Um, it was fine. But again, I guess it's just because it's like, I mean, Terry, obviously great villain. But then I, I don't like, well, number one, Kenny, what he punks out Hawk. And then he also kind of punks out Robbie. And it's just such a like, not that I don't think that could happen, but it's just so clear. They're like, fuck, we don't have anyone else. Like Kenny's like the most prominent member of Cobra Kai. We just didn't have as much time to develop him um, as as they could have. So. And then it's what like Devin is the the uh, Tori's kind of friend who then feels betrayed because she finds out Tori's been working undercover, and then we have the lady sensei. Like, I just I don't feel as much stakes, even though I know there are stakes. But I there's not there's not as much now invested on the villain side for me that it mm. it's not as interesting. Yeah. Um, but at least they get to use the egg method to yes. all huddle up and protect the tablet uh, for the upload. And I was also like, you can upload from anywhere. Like you can, you can, you, <laughs> if you have the file, you guys could just leave. But they're like, we have to upload it to their YouTube channel. I'm like, yeah. is this still owned by YouTube? Why do they keep <laughs> saying YouTube? Um, but yeah, that that was fine. Um, but yeah, in the fight at Terry Silver's house, like if you're talking about stakes, like fingers are getting chopped off, man. Like yeah. uh, they're like finish him off. They're like gonna kill uh johnny they're gonna kill yeah, they're obviously kill chosen. chosen is in a fucking pool of bl- water and blood and also there i liked how in his pool it kind of has this raised thing made me think of where he did the duel in the karate kid part uh, two where they're yeah. on a raised platform i was like is this a theme i'm sensing um but yeah some some pretty cool fighting um but yeah, what did you feel about the the raising of stakes too? We're just gonna kill each other now in this children's uh, karate show. It's weird because I just should have been on board, but I don't know. Again, for whatever re- I just wasn't really on board by now, and I was just kind of like, yeah. I mean, I was like, all right, I guess this is what we're doing now. Like, I, I guess I should have been more excited. It's one. It's looking at on IMDb. It's like one of the highest rated episodes. Um, I can't really fault them because, again, they've had these over-the-top fights before, so I can't like be like, oh, this isn't realistic because the show's not about you know, realism too much. Uh, it's just whatever reason, getting to this point, I just didn't fully win me over. Uh, mm. So, again, I'll have to re-watch it and then kind of see where I feel on the other end. Yeah, so we had the two big fights we just mentioned, but then at the end they come together, right? And everyone's in the dojo, and Daniel and Silver have a big fight with some flashbacks for the Quicksilver method. Yeah, uh, that was can't great. Stand, can't fight. I like yeah, that. You like that? Mm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, and the thing is uploaded, and he kind of falls and into a bunch of broken glass uh, from the cobra kai logo that breaks and everyone just throws their jerseys at him and leave <laughs> and then he's he's arrested i guess he's arrested for stingray's assaults like that's the uh, thing that's yes. gonna get him 
and a lot of race flips now there have been some comments that there was stuff that was filmed that wasn't used that could potentially be used in season six so a lot of people do think it's going to end with also chosen and daniel and everyone getting arrested also like as well that's what people are like theorizing which does make sense i mean because they did also break a bunch of break laws. a bunch of laws so that could <laughs> yeah. be something we see the fallout for next season i'm not sure now one of the uh, not to jump too far ahead but my thought here is that if we do continue because we have that moment where they're like well, what's the name of your dojo because and this is a question i asked you years ago and you were all confused you're like well, what do you mean and i'm like well if they're together they have to have a fucking dojo name it's not just eagle fang miyagi do um my thought here is I don't that, think I was I, I don't think I was that confused. <laughs> you're pretty yeah. confused. <laughs> okay. I was like, duh, <laughs> what? My thought here is the only way to go is that they do enter the tournament, but they enter as Cobra Kai. And the ultimate victory Ooh. is we have to the only way to defeat Cobra Kai is to change become. It, we have to change Cobra Kai from the inside. Very I don't know if you watch Angel season five, but they work for Wolfram and Hart. But I did. Yeah. My thought is that the only place to go here now is we become Cobra Kai and we make it into something different so it could never be Cobra Kai anymore. That's that's my pitch. That's season six. Let's go. And yeah. I mean, th this was kind of the conflict last season, though. I felt like it was semi resolved when Johnny went up and was like, we are Miyagi. -Do. I really thought that was going to be the end of it because Eagle mm. Fang is a fucking shit name that he came up with yeah. anyway, you know, like so it could just be they could just be Miyagi. -Do. But then he's like, and we are Eagle Fang. So I don't know if it's going to be Miyagi -Do and Cobra Kai or uh, well, Miyagi Kai or something. But, and I mean, let's yeah. not forget that Mike Barnes owns 50 percent of Cobra Kai. Dude, it's in my notes. I'm like, <laughs> how do they bring that up this season and, and not? mention it or resolve it or do anything with it was the condition that he had to defeat daniel though because then that contract that he can't find from that dodgy lawyer is null and void it just felt very much like they were setting something up there and it was not going anywhere right i'm thinking that this is what they're setting up though i think they're gonna have to be okay. cobra kai uh but but... just how just how little yeah okay but but just as far as him owning 50 percent with how little he was in the season, I would think that he's not going to be like a major mm -hmm. character next season. Maybe I'm wrong. He's not going to be a, an antagonist anyway. So the only person who has any claim to Cobra Kai beyond them, if Terry Silver goes away, is Kreese, right? And he's wanted at this point yeah. for escaping a penitentiary. So that like, I did not like at all. I mean, I liked it as no, a thread no. that Kreese is still out there, but like. Yeah. What EMTs didn't notice the fucking it's just ketchup on his shirt or whatever, like that was. Hello, man. It's a theme, Jello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that was to the such an extent of buffoonery. <laughs> that I was confused. I was confused by them going like, uh, he tried to stop a fight. He had it coming, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Like what an idiot. He had it yeah. coming. I'm like, okay, I guess you guys are supposed to be real assholes, but it's just a weird comment of like this guy heroically tried to stop two people from fighting and was stabbed to death. What a bastard! <laughs> I mean, I like the idea that Crease is still out there. Like that, I do like. It's just the way we got there. I was just kind of like, all right, all right, yeah. I guess he pretended to die, and everyone bought it, and then he beat up yeah. some guards and a doctor and escaped prison. Yeah. We we talked our way back to it, right? For we said it before, but it does feel like things are kind of resolved here. Yeah. Like 
Robbie and Tori are kissing, Sam and Miguel are kissing, Carmen and Johnny are having a baby, etc. Like, Silver's being put away. So, like, Chris doesn't feel as as much of a threat, obviously, as when he first appeared. I don't really know what's going to happen. But it's like you said, there was some talk online of, like, were they going to kill Chosen? Where were they going to go with all of this? I, I, I did read some quotes about how they considered maybe escalating it further, but then figured it wouldn't quite add up thematically, which I'm glad. Like, if Chosen died, I guess that would kind of... You'd have to have something to add on to that to say, like, and this is why the next season's going to be about X or Y, right? Because mm. if he just died and everything else was the same he'd be like well this is a bit shit <laughs> yeah no i agree like because i mean again that's why i wasn't even like when it happened even though it's like they walk it back i was kind of glad they walked it back because i was like all right he just killed him <laughs> i guess that's yeah. where we're at <laughs> yeah uh, although um, I, I don't know if i missed this but like what happened with the lady sensei Cause like Devin and Tori are like, we're the partner. Like we're uh, like, I got your back. I'll follow or whatever. Did they ever show what happened there? Did I just miss it? Uh, an excellent question. I'm just skimming through here. I feel like at one point they started doing the egg huddle. So I guess we didn't see it. No. <laughs> I just haven't pulled up here. No, they're like, ah, we got this. But then we don't see any of that fight. That feels like footage that exists, you know? Yeah, Uh, I thought that was very bizarre. And I I don't remember where we ended with her. But I mean, I think if we continue, Kreese is going to find her somehow. And then, like, we'll have to go from there. The rebuild. Yeah, you're right. Because we have the flashback where we know they know each other. Um, The way everyone reacted to the footage, like, I didn't... It wasn't unbelievable that people would be like, oh, this place is bullshit. But just the fact that everyone was fighting and they're playing a, <laughs> a quiet conversation on a TV and everyone stops and watches it is yeah. not was not quite believable. Yeah. But it, either way, I also like the, the Daniel um, Silver fight there. So that's it. We're at the end of the, another season. I don't know if you, how, if you feel any more positively having talked through some of it, but this was my experience going through some of it. I'm like, oh, there's this good thing. There's this good thing. There's this good thing. And then a lot of it didn't flow. It didn't ma- manage to make me care as much as I've done in the past for some of it, which is why I understand where you're coming from. Uh, but yeah, how do you feel at the end of the discussion? No, talking through it, I feel much better about it. But again, there's still things we didn't even get too much into, like how Hawk has like literally nothing to do. And then he starts becoming Hawk again for some reason, even though we kind of were supposed to get past that. Um, And I don't know. I just feel like even Miguel and Robbie should have had a little bit more to do um throughout the throughout the season it's just some of the characters got shortchanged because we had to you know really up the ante with terry silver yeah no i i hear you especially on hawk i guess because we were saying last season like maybe there'll be more comeuppances or something <laughs> they were yeah. like nah and also he's just hawk again and i don't know what that means exactly but at some point he's like time to bring out the hawk and then he loses but then i guess maybe he learned something i don't know i didn't hear about it <laughs> yeah yeah it's just i mean i guess what penis breath uh, had a nice arc he turned on everyone and then cobra guy got, got destroyed like minutes later which was fun <laughs> yeah yeah i almost would have appreciated a little line at the end of that where he's like trying to be friends again and they're like Man, <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um but yeah i mean I, talking through it i definitely like it 
there, I don't have major problems with some of the beats. I just remember as I was playing through, like, again, like knowing that it kind of builds more to an end game. And they've said this is not the big end that they want, but knowing that it was going to wrap up so much stuff kind of quickly, like, I don't know, that lessens the blow or at least makes more sense mm. that way. So that's why I feel like if I rewatch it, I'll definitely come out on the other end probably more positive. Cool. Um, well, I'm sure like, at the moment, we're not sure are we going to do episodes, episode discussions or not. So we wanted to get this one out there to to keep y'all posted on our thoughts. If you have thoughts on the new season of Cobra Kai, send them on to shows what you know show at gmail.com or uh, tweet at us at shows what you know. That's you, the letter you. Uh, and if you haven't heard it already, check out our discussion of the next Karate Kid. I re listened to it and it was a very enjoyable listen, though I say so myself, because that movie is fucking bonkers. <laughs> so can't wait for it. Like, honestly, reason enough for them to make another season we need to pull more stuff from the next karate kid Absolutely. into this fucking franchise this cobra kai verse um but i think for now is there anything else we should say jim um i think there's just one more thing what's that strike first strike hard no, no mercy, mercy.